Good morning, everybody. I'm really excited to be here uh, just to share what God's been doing uh, in our nation. It's just beautiful being able to talk about some of the, the testimonies, some of the miracles, the lives being restored, people being healed. Um, it is just a privilege. Just to, I just want to thank all of you for, for the time this morning. Again, uh, your pastor is great. He's got a great heart for for loving on others, and it's just, um, I just love the presence that, that is in this body of the Holy Spirit. So just to tell you a little bit about me, I know I'm still a little bit of a newer face here. Um, God's blessed me in many ways way before I even started to walk with Him. Just to tell you a little bit about some of the testimony there and what God's done for my life. Uh, before I decided to follow the Lord, He saved me from drowning at least five times, from the scuba diving uh, issue to riptides to different things in childhood. Uh, countless times as a firefighter medic in my background, God blessed me with. There were lots of situations that I shouldn't be here today. Uh, several car accidents and uh, wrecks I should have been in. Uh, and there is so much power in the name of Jesus. It is incredible that... You know, I should have, there's a vehicle about a second away from hitting me head on. It would have been a hundred mile plus hour impact around this corner. There was, all I had time was to just yell Jesus. And it's nothing short of a miracle that it didn't hit me. It was incredible. And I've seen so much. And that's all before I decided to follow him. I knew he was real, but I walked in my own worldly ways and, and was still, still very lost and so I want to encourage you that, you know, God, and just, just from last, uh, last service, hearing, hearing how God's provided so many miracles for so many individuals, how everybody here, all you brothers and sisters in Christ, you are, you know, an image bearer of God. You are adopted son or daughter of the living father. It's so incredible when we understand our identity and, and following uh, Pastor Chris's um, uh, message the last few weeks has been really something. It's been great. So I want to share, is anyone here a visual person like me? Yes. Okay, awesome. So this will be a little bit more show than tell. Uh, bear with me during the telling part. Um, I just want to give you some context about how, how God has really been moving in the last two years in a movement called Love Life Charlotte. Just to echo what Chris said, we're not here to protest. We're not here to argue. We understand that our enemy is not of flesh and bones but it's of spiritual principalities. So we're using spiritual weapons in this spiritual warfare. We're using the power and the weapons of prayer and fasting. And we think about Jesus. You know, we know Jesus was led into the desert for 40 days. And that was a time of prayer and fasting. And then he was led out in power with, with that, with the Holy Spirit. So there's so much power in prayer and fasting. That's the backbone of our campaign and what we're doing. And so... Um, <clears throat> Again, I, I want to encourage everybody here that what you'll be seeing and what's been happening in Charlotte is just nothing short of God's miracles. And it's just, it, in the last two years, it's led to my salvation. You know, we talk about unity. We talk about revival. We look outside in the world and we see there's a lot of darkness where we are called to be the light. We're called to go into those dark places, to serve and help others, to defend the orphan. And, um, and help these families in crisis. So what is Arkansas Loves Life? We are 
essentially duplicating everything that God's been doing in the last two years in Charlotte with God's help. It's all him. It's not about me or an individual. It's about God and what he's been doing. And so, excuse me. First, if we think about the story of Nehemiah, we think about the tragic truth. And, And before I go there, the mission of Arkansas Loves Life is to unite and mobilize the church to build a culture of love and life that will end abortion and the orphan crisis. And I've seen that not only happen in the last two years, which is amazing because it's with God all things are possible, but it's, it's really united the body to so much revival, where there's personal revival, just like myself. I know many of us were once dead, but now I'm alive, praise God. And so I want to share what this healing and restoration really looks like. But first we have to think about Nehemiah. When he was in the palace, before he decided to leave, he had to hear the tragic truth of what happened in Jerusalem. That all, all these stories, the testimonies there. So when he heard the tragic truth, then he was led into prayer and fasting. And then he united the church, the body of Christ, to go ahead and rebuild the wall. And that's where we have this opportunity this week as a united body. So what is the tragic truth in the state of Arkansas? I'll give you some statistics. In the entire state of Arkansas, unfortunately, 35 people lose their life every week from stroke. 10 people every week lose their life from um, cancer. Four people lose their life every week from car accidents. And almost one from gang violence. That's tragic. We, don't, you know, we know God's heart. God doesn't want any to perish. We, if we put all those together, it's not as much as abortion inside of one building 12 minutes from here, 12 minutes from here, every week there's 60 to 100 lives lost in one building. If we think about that, we think about, you know, if these children were a little bit older, they'd be on national headlines. You'd have the police, you'd have the fire department, the medics, you'd have the media, and you'd have the church running in to, to help these children and these families. Because if we think about the Good Samaritan, my brothers and sisters, it's not just 60 to 100 babies that are in this ditch that need help. It's 60 to 100 mothers. It's 60 to 100 fathers. And, and gentlemen, I want to challenge every man that's in here today. Because the way we look at it, we see it as more of a men's issue. Because if us men were standing in our proper place of responsibility, we would not be abandoning the women. We would not be leading them to these, to these places. And, and again, this is not about guilt, shame, condemnation. That's what the enemy wants. That's what the accuser wants. But Jesus came to give life and to give it to the full. This is about restoration. Me personally, in the last two years, I've had many chains and shackles broken off of me. I've been cleansed, praise God, uh, from being a part of this prayer movement, of being surrounded by hundreds and sometimes thousands of fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that have come together to love on others. You know, God's word tells us that we will be known as his disciples by the love we share and show to one another. And so I just want to encourage you with with what God is really doing. You know, Jesus attracted people to him. You know, when people were brought to him in in sin, what did he ask him? He asked, where are your accusers? Now, what do I condemn you? Now go and sin no more. He was constantly forgiving sins. His life is a perfect, amazing, and beautiful testimony of selfless, sacrificial love and what he's done for us. 
So I just want to, <clears throat> I'm gonna show a couple um, videos here in just a minute of showing what this united body looks like. When we go in the right spirit of love and grace, because that's what God has already done for us. He's already separated us from our sins. And so <clears throat> what you'll see here is uh, Love Life started less than two years ago, well, just about two years ago in March of 2016. And it started with a vision of uniting 40 churches to come together, one to adopt a week. And each week, just like Christ Church is adopting this week, Wednesday is a time of prayer and fasting. You know, just a couple hours ago or an hour ago, uh, I've heard so many other testimonies from fellow brothers and sisters in Christ talking about how prayer and fasting has rescued them. There's lots of people that have been touched and seen so many miracles and been set free from so many things from prayer and fasting. And again, we, we've seen that at these facilities. I can't tell you how many people... Uh, but to ba- build your faith up, because right now some of you are like, man, this guy, yeah, it sounds a, little, sounds a little wild. But let me just tell you, Jacksonville, Florida, just before this launched in North Carolina, there was an abortion facility that closed, praise God. And there was a man that faithfully prayed outside that facility for 20 years. And when it closed down, the owner came out and said, man, I got to tell you, when you had five to ten people out here praying, about 5 to 10% of our appointments didn't show up. When you had 20 to 30 people out here praying, about 20 to 30% of our appointments did not show up. There is power in our presence, church. There is power in prayer and fasting. And we've seen that absolutely happen in Charlotte. We've seen up to a 90% reduction in people showing up at these facilities. And out of the few that do show up, as you'll see in the video, Several of them are being stirred in their spirit. And we're, we're praying to God that he will remove the, the, the um, <clears throat> just, just open their eyes and just, just remove the hardness from their hearts. Just help them see what, what God is and, and have a relationship. And we've seen so many that have left the building, that have left the sidewalk, left their vehicles come to the church and ask for help, ask for resources, saying, yeah, I need prayer. A lot of them come to us saying, I was looking for a sign. I was praying that God would show me something that, because a lot of people do not want to go to these facilities. Not many people realize that. And the other tragic truth about this, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, is it's one out of three women is the, the statistic, excuse me, in the U.S. One out of three women experience an abortion. And that's a lot of weight. That's a lot of guilt. And it's not just one out of three women. It's one out of three men. That's a lot of families. That's, that's every congregation that is affected. You know, I've, you know, many of us have gone through this. And God doesn't want that on anybody, any of those burdens and weights. So to see what happens at these prayer walks, to see how lives are being restored, healed, for to see the weight of that to just melt off and feel God's presence as we worship and honor him and pray with him, it's incredible. I wish I could, I wish I could just take this experience and just give it to each of you, um, but it doesn't work that way. You have to see it for yourself and experience it for yourself and really just um, you know, see how, what love looks like because love really does look like something. And you'll see that here in, in just a minute. Uh, so Stephen, we'll go ahead and start the first, first one. Thank you.
March 5th, 2016, only 20 people gathered for the first ever Love Life Prayer Walk in front of the largest abortion clinic in the Southeast, our modern-day Goliath in Charlotte. They came with one thought in mind, not on our watch. A movement was born to unite and mobilize the church, to create a culture of love and life, to bring end to abortion and the orphan crisis in our city. The church has heard the tragic truth and responded with prayer, fasting, and going to the dark place of our city. God has called the church to shape the culture. Politicians and legislation will follow the culture. We're creating a culture where families stop running to the local abortion clinic and begin running to the local church. In a short two years, the Lord has done so much. Over 100 churches across denominational lines have united and mobilized with us. Over 18,000 people have mobilized for our prayer walks outside of the abortion clinic. Over 800 families have chosen life at the abortion clinic. How did it happen? The church joined hands in the public square to rebuild our city by building a culture of love and life to be a voice for the voiceless and defend the orphans, one prayer at a time. On Saturday, December the 2nd, we are calling for all 100 plus churches to come back together for our week 40 Celebrate Life prayer walk. We are calling for the Baptists to stand next to the Presbyterian, the Presbyterians next to the Pentecostals, the Pentecostals next to the non-denominational, families next to families, the rescue next to the healed, every tribe, nation, and color, arm in arm, hand in hand, rebuilding our city one brick at a time. Nehemiah's time has come and gone. Moses' time has come and gone. Esther's time has come and gone. This is our time. This is our city. This is our generation. These are our children. Don't think someone else is going to show up. You show up. For evil to succeed, all it needs is for good men to do nothing. We are calling on 7,000 to show up and represent Jesus as we co-labor in advancing his kingdom to be the light of our city. Come take your place for such a time as this. So that gives a little bit of a, of a visual of what God's been doing. And so that was just a few months ago, as far as the December 2nd. Uh, God blessed me with the opportunity to be there, to see God moving in so many ways. Um, as you saw, you know, over 800 families chose life at that one facility. All that's at one location in Charlotte. And um, it's incredible because... Just uh, the first year in the summer of 2016, when we had a couple large uh, church congregations come out at the same time, there was about a thousand people there praying and fasting. And, and in that spirit of love and grace, instead of 50 people showing up at that facility on a Saturday is what the standard was at that one abortion facility, it had 50 people coming in for a procedure, 50 families. Instead of 50, it was nine the first year. Just for December, for December 2nd, 
Uh, instead of 50 people showing up, we had about five. We had, they had only five really show up. It's a 90% reduction because there was thousands of us there in prayer and love. And the other part that you're going to see here in a couple, uh, couple of seconds is we're not here just to pray and fast. Though There is so much power in that. It's really God that's moving and we're just co-laboring with him. But to see how the church can be even more involved as many people like myself. Some of us, when we just see God at work, we see these miracles, these testimonies. It's because the, the challenge of, of abortion and the orphan crisis and all these other areas of darkness and all these different sins we've all dealt with, all these different challenges that all of us have fallen short in, to see how the Holy Spirit has released so much of that in these prayer walks, to see people filled with joy and love and just radiating, radiating that on other people. It's just so beautiful. It's just absolutely incredible seeing that and, and being able to partner with God in this. And so, again, I just want to challenge all the men here as we are called to defend women and children. It's so critical that we're out there. And I just want to thank everyone that's, that's um, already been praying for a spiritual awakening, for praying for unity, for praying for, for what this is, which is changing a culture. Because we don't believe that these, these really dark issues are going to change through legislature or laws or politicians. It's going to take the church. You know, like I said, this building is 12 minutes away. It is the darkest place in the entire state of Arkansas. There's no other building that we can point to and say there's that much devastation happening every single week. And so while there are three facilities like it in the state, that is the Goliath that's, that's facing us. And what did, God, what did God say to do? He used David, 15, 16-year-old boy, to take down Goliath. So here's our opportunity, church. You know, those may be the gates of hell, but what does God say? He said that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And so I just want to encourage you. There's some awesome testimonies you're going to hear. You know, in Charlotte, there's over 40 pages worth of resources for women, children, families, anyone that chooses life. You're going to see how the church can come together and be the bridge for these families in crisis to see how we can partner with them and do life with them and disciple them and help them. That's what changes the culture. That's what makes the shift that God has called us to do to bring his kingdom as he's bringing it. Uh, so I just want to share, I'll just show you a couple quick uh, testimonies. There's so many testimonies like this. They're so powerful. Uh, we'll go ahead and show you a couple more. And then I just decided, like, okay, well, 
maybe this was meant for me to meet these people. Maybe, you know, it's a purpose in this. So within that same day, really, I changed my mind about the abortion of the baby. And we kind of went from there. So, uh, so we call up life and tell them this, these people need everything and they need it all tomorrow. And Love Life instantly took on, you know, helping us find a car, uh, helping us with the housing issue, getting us set up in the Methodist <coughs> Church right away. It made, it made us think about things better than abortion. You know, we had to think about, you know, that's a baby's life. You know, God bless us for this baby for a reason. So, you know, which is the idea of us getting married, you know, because we've been together for 12 years. I mean, it came across our mind, like, we're going to get married. One just, day, we just never, and just never got around to it. <laughs> just from, from that day, we went to the abortion clinic, and everything came to us at one time. Yeah. Like, keep marriage. marriage, you know, mm -hmm. um, help people and stuff. So it made us look at things different. I've never had no one to reach out and help us. Somebody reach out and say, I love this family, like, and just play that role. Like, they took it on right away. They took the role on right away. Like, that same day I met them, they took that role on to help me and, and, and get my mind from thinking a negative way about the pregnancy to thinking the positive is going to work out. Uh, it's just a process that you have to go through, and are you willing to do that? While we get ready for the uh, the next testimony about Nicole, you know, seeing the Wiggins family, seeing countless families in similar situations, like we've talked about, this is a journey of hope, and. Again, there's no other location more hopeless than right there. But to see how we're able to partner with our Father and just, just be the light and to provide these individuals and these families with these resources, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful opportunity. And, um, you know, we've, I've seen countless, I could share all day, countless testimonies that would build your faith. I do also want to let you know in the first video that you saw, in the last two years, when we pray and worship, you know, what this looks like, we're going to worship at a separate location. You're going to get a free shirt. You're going to get prayer points as we pray over everyone that's going to that facility, not just the families, but we're also praying for the, the staff, the doctors, the owners of this business. We're hoping to see a Saul to a Paul transformation because I've seen it. I've seen it countless times to see so many of these families get to, um, you know, encounter Jesus and have a radical transformation so quickly. Only God can change the heart and remove the scales so fast like that. And so <clears throat> I just want to encourage you and, and let you know that in the last two years, about 15 workers have quit that one facility. Thanks be to prayer. And many of them now know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and walk with us and pray with us. I can't tell you how... How amazing it is to see these transformations, to see the Bible, to see God's word, the promises that he's given us, to see that come to fruition for so many people. It's, it's amazing. Uh, so we'll go ahead and show you Nicole's here as well. Jordan, um, the father of the baby, his mom, was telling me that she had a dream that... Um, 
someone told her that someone was pregnant. And I had a dream that my mom told me that um, my cousin was pregnant. And as Hispanics, we think dreams always have a meaning or there's something behind it or something like that. So she went to the dollar store and she got a pregnancy test. And later that night, I think it was that night or the next day, where I took it and it came out positive. And that's when we told Jordan. And for me, I guess it was more like, I was excited because I was having a child with somebody that I love. So like our relationship before, like everything, being pregnant, um, it was really good. We understood each other. It was just, I don't know. It was just like, I felt like he was my best friend. And then after I found out we were like pregnant, it was just kind of like, we just kept kind of falling apart. So I guess like the commitment scared me, being alone scared me, and every day just got harder. And so I was just like, what am I gonna do? Like, you know, baby's a lot of responsibility. I'm not at high school. And so like, just everything I was already feeling alone, I felt more alone because I didn't have like a lot of support. And I just felt like, Maybe it's the best choice, you know, I can't give him a good life or something. Like, like what if I'm not a good mom? Or, I don't know. It was just very hard. And then so I made the appointment and it went. And then I remember what really shocked me was I saw this lady. Like, she already had a baby bump and everything. And it wasn't like a little small one where you could just like kind of tell. No, it was like a big one and she was there. And I just like remember just being like, how could you do that? Like, or how could this place do this? And it was, it was very scary. And I just ran out and, and I just remember I got in my car and I was just like, mom, I can't do this. She's clearly hurting. She cried a lot. And I just talked through that God loved her and that God had a plan for her and that she wasn't alone. I remember asking her, you know, do you do you want this? You know, do you want to know God to be your father, the perfect father, and uh, care for you? And she said, yes, I do. And she said, but I, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what that looks like. And so I had just this amazing privilege of praying with her. And I'm hearing her cry and confessing her sin before the Lord and asking him to come in to be the Lord of her life, and I just wept, because the truth is, is I didn't want to go down there that day. Um, I had been walking through some hard stuff in my life in the past year, and just felt like this constant, just drain, and I thought, the Lord can't use me when I'm empty like this. I'm so physically, emotionally, spiritually tired, this is silly for me to go down, but then the other women who were going to be on the sidewalk had expressed that they needed me there. There wasn't enough people to be on the sidewalk, and so I said, okay, Lord, I'll go down. I walked away from there just profoundly changed by my time with Nicole and the opportunity to sit and, and to talk with her, not just about her son, but about who she is before a king. Angela made me feel like I wasn't just with some screaming lady outside of an abortion clinic. Like she made me feel like I was with a friend. And that was something that meant a lot to me. I remember I was laying down with my hands up and I like to have my feet up every time I watch movies. So I just like to lay my hands up and my feet up and then 
wanting something so beautiful and mine. Pastor Jeff said, you know, we had this young lady who came and she decided to choose life for her baby. And um, we really want to help support her. And would you be interested in discipling her? I said, well, let me pray about it. And it took me all of three minutes in prayer <laughs> for God to say, why? Almost like, why did you even need to ask me? Of course, yes, this is what I want you to do. And so I called Nicole, and we just happened to get together for dinner one day. And we met early, and we closed the restaurant down. Everybody was waiting. The, the, um, the waiters and waitresses were all waiting for us to get out of there because we just kept talking. It was like we had met old friends. I didn't feel like... I had to like be fake around her or act more mature than I had to because I was just like, oh, I'm friends with old, like with a mom. <laughs> and she didn't make me feel like that. She made me feel like she was just like any of my friends. We wanted to throw a shower for her. And so I asked our new song moms if they would consider joining with me to put a shower together for her and they said yes. And I was completely blown away by the love that poured out from the shower. That was really my biggest concern, was will I have time to be a good friend to Nicole? And you've got just said, all you need to do is say yes, I'll take care of the rest. And that's really what I felt in my spirit, so I said, okay. Honestly, I don't know what I would have done if it wasn't for all the help that I got. Not a lot of people get that, but I'm blessed to say that I did. And I just hope there's more people out there like them to help those women that don't know what to do so they can have that type of, they can gain that confidence like and not feel like they're completely alone. I know I'm not gonna be a perfect mom, but I'm gonna be the best mom that I can be. I just can't wait till I have that moment where I'm just like, he was, he's worth it and he was worth all of it. And I'm just very excited to meet him. And we're believing for thousands more like Nicole. Um, you know, God is using her story, her testimony to reach so many other uh, young ladies and young families in similar situations. And so we're just so grateful for that. And I just want to make a, uh, just to clarify one thing real quick. Again, this is all God. This isn't about any particular individuals. But in Second Chronicles 7.14, God said, If my people, if my people, it's up to us, church, to come and, and pray and stand and be there for these families. And um, I just want to encourage you that it's all filling God's promises. It's, it's all in, aligning ourselves with his heart. And another scripture that, that's been on my heart is, you know, God talked about pleading the case of the widows and orphans. But at the time, people were not pleading it to win it. So church, we're here to win it again. We have this awesome opportunity to unite together as one body in love and grace. 
And I do want to clarify that we're not asking for any resources. God's providing all the funding. God's providing all of it. It's, it's all his work. He gets all the glory, all the honor, all the praise in all of this. And what we're doing, this is the first year that Love Life Charlotte has expanded to five locations. Before it was all focused at one. Now it's at five locations in North Carolina. Uh, again, they have tons of resources. The beautiful thing is God's been planting seeds and has so many other organizations here uh, that there are many families I've gotten to meet and other businesses and organizations that are all in alignment and, and working and been praying for something like this to happen, to see this unity, you know, to bring this light into this dark place. You know? And so we're excited for that. And, and again, Love Life Charlotte is awesome, great, great people. What we're doing with Arkansas Loves Life is basically duplicating what we've seen done and, and just seeking our Father. It's, it's all Him that's doing this. So I want to encourage you uh, what the logistics look like. If you want to go ahead, you know, to believe is to commit. You know, it's really up to us. Really want to encourage you all to come, bring your families. Um, definitely challenge the men to come out. You know, there's a commitment card or really just an invitation. Uh, if you want to write your name, email, just so we can get you that information as far as the exact location we'll be gathering. We're going to gather at a separate location. We're going to worship, pray, go over our code of conduct again. It's, we're not there to argue or interact with anybody at that facility. And so uh, if you want to write on the back of that business card uh, for Office Park Drive, uh, that's the location of the facility that we will pray at. So the way it works, we gather at a separate location. We have a little field that God's, uh, we're going to confirm that this week. Um, but there's a little area, it's a nice little field where we can pray. And we're going to go from there. We're going to walk, prayer walk for about five to eight minutes, stop, pray outside this facility, that the scales may be removed, that the hearts may break for what breaks the, the Father's heart, that, that Jesus and his presence, the Holy Spirit may fill that place so that people may feel called to come out and, and to leave that area and to have a transformation, to see that Saul to a Paul transformation that I've seen, praise God, so many times before. And, um, and then we'll return, go back to that, uh, gathering point, worship some more. Got some great worship from Stephen and the band here. And um, here's some testimonies. Like I said, it doesn't matter what your, uh, what, what your past has been. You know, as far as, we, again, we all fall short of the glory of God. I've, I'm a great sinner. I can tell you that I've done a lot. I wish I hadn't have done. But the nice thing is that God's freed us from all of that. And to see those chains, to see people freed, from all of that guilt, to see healing and restoration and the hope, to see that and to feel his presence there and to see what God's doing. I mean, you've got to see it for yourself. So I just want to thank you for your time this morning. Uh, if you want more encouragement, definitely check out uh, Love Life Charlotte or lovelife.org. Uh, they're the ones that started this a couple years ago through a vision from, from God. It's been beautiful. And again, with Arkansas Loves Life over here, we're just duplicating that. There's many uh, resources available, and we're excited to see how God moves here and, and helping these families that need help. And I um, want to thank you for your time. God bless you all.